Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nerd It Here Weekly, the weekly podcast from Nerd It Here First. I'm Riley Trahan, and I am so happy to welcome you to the new and improved Nerd It Here First. Joining me to welcome you, as always, is Deepak Jetness. Hey, everyone. Fred Neighbor. Hello. And let's say Rescue Ranger himself, Jackson Trahan. I didn't prep one. Ooh, that's fun. I get to rescue people. Yeah, and be a ranger. My two dreams. (laughs) (laughs) This week we're here to talk about who our favorite Marvel hero is because we're continuing Make May Marvel Month. But first, I thought it would be fun if we did a little bit of a throwback to longtime fans will know we were once a news show, ostensibly. So I have rounded up five of the biggest nerdy news stories from the last week, and I'm going to quiz you guys on them to see if you were paying attention to the least important news happening right now. Oh so. man, I don't pay attention to the important stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. That just means you're gonna pay even more attention to the less important stuff. So you're gonna smoke. <laughs> yeah, that's the rest how of I do it. I have more space saved up. I yeah. don't have to learn about. It's about bandwidth, human rights, or whatever. I think know all about Mario. So, as a <laughs> quick reminder, uh, this is a fun comedy bit we're doing for our podcast, and not an actual contest with a prize. So, to buzz in, just say your name. I have five questions, and I will choose a winner arbitrarily, not necessarily based on who got the most question rights. Question number one, nobody makes movies like him. This week, the New York Times reported the man behind one of the most popular new movies may step away from the director's chair. Name the director and the movie. Deepak. Deepak. Uh, Is it Alex Garland and Men? Yes, it's Alex Garland, director of Men, the new horror movie. Uh, It tells you where we are in the important news of the world that... Uh, a horror movie can just be titled Men. Uh, but yeah, Deepak, mm. I know you got a little more you wanted to say about this. Yeah, so Alex Garland is someone that Riley and I uh, are big fans of. Uh, we've been following his career uh, certainly since at least uh, Ex Machina, but he was obviously a writer before that. He's done stuff like, uh, I think, 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, yeah, is the big one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And uh, it's disappointing to, see, to hear him say that because he's one of the most interesting directors out there especially when it comes to sci-fi uh we talked about him recently in our piece about uh who would be a good choice to step in to direct the new fantastic four movie now that john watts is not directing it and uh riley is currently working on a video essay about alex garland that should be up Uh, i think we're aiming for july we're trying to time it with when the um the blu-ray and the 4k come out yeah, so we're working on that. And our pitch is that we want to find a studio that's going to give Alex Garland $200 million to make whatever he wants. We think he needs to keep making movies. So, yeah, so what, look out for that. He, what should he go make, though? Oh, I think he should make a Star War. I, I think, think we decided I think we he should, should make give him a Star, a Star War. War. He has to be given a Star War. That's yep. the imperative. There, There is a zombie storyline in Star Wars. Just See? throwing that out there. It's going to get fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Question number two. This one is a Price is Right style question, so I'll get a number from all three of you. Apollo 47 is a new one-page tabletop role-playing game with how many additional pages of flavor text? I'll start with Jackson. Uh, I'll say 47. Jack, did you step away to vomit? (laughs) No, sorry, I was just muted. I'll say 47. Jack says 47 pages of flavor text. Again, what's closest without going over. Next, let's go Deepak. Can I just, for my own understanding, get a definition of flavor text? Yeah, sure. So this is a game that has one page worth of like rules that you need to read to learn how to play the game, right? Okay. But there are 
additional pages worth of just information about the world the game takes place in. Kind of like the appendices at the end of Return of the King. Mm. Like, if you want to... Yeah, it's like that. Um, 220. 220. All right. Fred? Uh, so it's, it's one page... It's a one-page game. How many pages of additional, like, mythos and world-building and flavor? Just to add fun to the game. Okay. Um, it's newsworthy, so I'm going to go, like, astronomically high. I'm going to say, like, 500. All right. Fred is closest. Mm. Uh, the answer is 1,199. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I Goodness gracious. I haven't actually checked it out yet, though I totally plan to. Uh, it's from the same people who made Thousand Year Old Vampire, which was like this critically acclaimed solo journaling game. Um, it was supposed to be really introspective and kind of like, uh, you know, talk about how like the long arc of history can weigh on your soul if you're mm-hmm. an immortal. Um, <laughs> and so they, they're, they're kind of the Alex Garland of tabletop games actually they make hmm. weird heady stuff at that and, uh, point are you writing a novel or are you making a game i think that's an yes question. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. question number three zoopop bebop robot news oh, God. Uh, researchers have created a new robot that can jump over what famous statue is this multiple choice or are we supposed to guess no, you're buzzing in and giving me an answer. Oh, Jack. Um, Jack. Uh, the Empire State Building. Buzz, so wrong. Not Did a you statue. say statue? Yeah. A statue. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I meant the Statue of Liberty. I'm Shit, going I to it say up. it's the... Uh, yeah, whatever. Statue of Liberty. Buzz, wrong. Not Statue That'd be insane. I was, I was still joking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a famous statue that's not astronomically high. Um, right. Is, that, is the Arch in St. Louis considered a statue? Yeah, uh, sure, but no. Uh, Buzz, your name, Statue of Liberty, but the one that's not in New York. <laughs> the Vegas Statue of Liberty? No, that'd be good. It is Christ the Redeemer. Oh, oh. that's a large yeah. statue. The one yeah. in Brazil? <laughs> yep. So this thing can jump 100 feet in the air. What actually caught my attention is it could jump over the Statue of Liberty on the moon. Like, given the moon's gravity, it could jump over mm. the Statue of Liberty. Um but here on Earth, it can only clear Christ the Redeemer. How yeah. big is the Statue of Liberty in Vegas? Because I might technically be correct. I mean, I think you were correct, but it wasn't the answer we were looking for. We'll what? take it to the judges and I'll get back to you. What a right random there. addition to that little factoid that, oh, if it was on the moon, he could clear it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a different competition. It is a totally different competition. <laughs> Question number four. Um, this isn't one you guys are going to get right, so just throw out your best. I'll just get everybody's best guess um, because... It's a fun story I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's a new Power Ranger in town. Uh, there's a new comic series. It's as yet untitled, but it's following a new Power Ranger. Uh, and the type of Ranger is Omega Ranger. And please give me the two-word uh, two name of this new Power Ranger. You're it's like, for it's like not the like human? Johnny Blaze or whatever. It's like a Power Ranger name. What uh, the name of is the... it a color and then the word ranger? Yeah, yeah we could I'm be. Thinking. Yeah, might be. Okay, so the name of the Power Ranger, not the name of the person in the right, suit. Yeah, you're not asking not us to for... guess a color. You're asking us to guess a name. So I'm assuming it's not. Uh, you know, and you said Omega, but you already said Omega Ranger, right? So apparently that's the like the the 
type of Power Ranger, or like not Mighty Morphin, right? Now oh, got okay, okay. And okay, then, yeah, okay. like you say, when it was here's the thing: when it was Mighty Morphin, you guys are absolutely right. It was Red Ranger, Blue Ranger. Yeah, I'm. This is a question that's going to weigh on your souls how far the long arc of history can progress, <laughs> because you're going to hear this is the joke of this question is. Guess how they're naming Power Rangers now. That's the that's the bit. So of the I'm gonna go with like the, the Rainbow Ranger. Yeah, I'm just trying to follow the progression of like the Pokemon video games. Like, what did they go with after the basic colors? Yeah, right. Uh, let me go. Fire Red. Fire Red. Jack says Rainbow. Fred. Uh, Blue Lion. Sapphire. It is Death Ranger. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So this is the lead from Gizmodo. Uh, earlier this week, Bleeding Cool revealed some art for the newest Power Ranger comic, an untitled series following a new Omega Ranger currently only known as the Death Ranger. For comics fans, the news was enough to get them excited for the newest installment in the Power Rangers universe, exploring the current storyline of a traitorous Death Ranger who turned on their fellow Omega Rangers a millennia ago, quote, seduced by the death-defying power of the Ranger's greatest foe. Oh, so they're they're doing Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) I really just... I really just wanted to have a check-in on the Power Rangers. Also, some cool representation. Did Zack Snyder take over Power Rangers? What's going on here? I also think the Death Ranger uses they-them pronouns, which is cool. But, oh, that's cool. You know, well, I would, too, if I were a thousand-year-old defecting ranger. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if it's a non-binary thing or if it's like, I am God. Um, is, are we supposed to be upset that is this their first non-binary character and they're making it a villain? I don't know if it is a villain. But that is that was why I that was why I kind of paused at it as well, Dback, because I was like, I don't know if that is. People seem excited about it. I will say a lot of um, like queer Twitter accounts that I was checking in. I was doing as much Death Ranger queer Twitter crossover as I could. Mm. Not a lot, um, but people <laughs> seemed excited. So it's an interesting Venn diagram. <laughs> uh, meet the new Power Rangers non-binary edition, the Death Ranger. So. You know, <laughs> Death Ranger, be like, respect trans people before I change your pronouns to was work. <laughs> um, all right. The final question I have in the trivia before we get to our Marvel debate, I decided to do a thing called the nerdy noise, and I'm going to try and keep this going if I can find good questions for it. Guys, I'm going to give you an audio prompt, and the first person to buzz in with can answer the question. You're going to hear, this is from the new Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie, which I have an essay up on our website, uh, nahf.com, but this is only for subscribers, so you have to subscribe to the website if you want to read my Chippendales take. But I will also say that you can go to the website and type in the answer to this trivia question, and you'll get a discount. It's a discount code for subscribing to the website. So remember this character's name. Guys, here's the question. You're going to hear three voices. The first one is Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. This, well, technically you're going to hear four voices. The first one is Blue the Bear singing Bear Necessities. The second one is Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. The third one is Dale from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And the fourth one is the one I want you to identify. So the last voice you guys hear is the one I want you to identify. You ready for the clue? Here we go. But your followers, they believe the crowd is for you? Of course they do, Lumiere. And pretty soon, that crowd is going to be for me. (coughs) Yeah, Dale, I'm going to be up on that stage, too, right beside you. Oh. 
Uh, is it either pain or panic from Hercules? Good guess, but no. It might be the same voice actor. We should check that, but it is not either pain or panic from Hercules. Is it Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks and it's a funny joke? It is not, but there are good Alvin and the Chipmunk jokes in it. Okay. Jack, you want to take a swing? You're muted again. Or vomiting again. Deep in thought. This time I was in in the restroom, but I came back. Is it is it Ugly Sonic? But your followers, they believe the crowd is for you? Of course they do, Lumiere. And pretty soon that crowd is going to be for me. <laughs> yeah, Dale, I'm going to be up on that stage too, right beside you. Yes, Ugly Sonic, that's the spirit. And they'll like me for who I am. Not like last time when the internet got one look at my human teeth and burned the place down. Okay, let's see. Here. Oh, it's the literal first, first design for here. Sonic. Yes, it is, it is Ugly Sonic. Jack oh. got it right. So your promo code on the website is Ugly Sonic, all one word, to get a discount to subscribe to Nerdy Here First Premium and get access to all of our cool takes and extra podcasts. But yeah, it is, is the just bad Ugly Sonic, Sonic with the little word? eyes and the human teeth. And <laughs> he has a whole booth that says Ugly Sonic, and people keep getting like ironic signatures from him. It's Chippendales had more jokes than I thought it would. I, I keep saying Chippendales like the dancer. Why does this feel like at least the third big movie, or not big movie, but where it's just it's all built around the idea of just studios owning IP and they get to interact with each other. So this was okay. It's this actually, is the essay. It's not the we should do a Watchmen on it. We don't have time for it right now. There's the yeah, Ralph I, movie. There's, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I wanted to Matrix, hate it for all Space these reasons. Jam. It does it well. I okay. was surprised. All right. Okay. We, but we should talk about it. We shouldn't just let it off the hook for free. I agree. That's basically, <laughs> I, I basically did 2,000 words on that idea. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready for the podcast. Now it's time to argue about who the best hero in the Marvel Universe is. And Fred, we're going to start with you this week. Yeah, so um, I think, personally, the best hero in the Marvel Universe is Thanos. Uh, because oh, he... Whoa, uh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Because uh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, and he got rid of half the people. And who likes people? No, um, the best hero in the Marvel universe is Captain America by far. And I think it's really interesting that every single like major superhero team up always puts him in charge. Um, and when you really come down to it, I like him a lot just because his powers aren't really that OP. He, as far as powers go, he doesn't have a lot. He's just like a strong dude. Right? Like, he's strong, he's fast, he's perceptive, but it's not anything too terribly crazy. And I think that, like, his real superpower is just being this good person who's just smart and he knows how to handle himself. And everybody respects that and puts him in charge. And I think that that's kind of what makes him the best. Also, the people that he fights, I think, are really iconic and addictive of like what America should be fighting. So like, you know, he punches Nazis, which I think everyone can get behind. Uh, he even goes against like punching Nazis. Punch- yeah. I'm one of the things I support the most in this world. Yeah. It's, it's the best. He, you know, not just punch, not the worst of capitalism. Like he fought against the Roxanne energy corporation. And so he's not full one way or the other. What's that? Just grumbling that you did your homework and now you're compelling me with your anti-capitalist Captain America argument. Yeah, no, it's that he also fights communism. So he's going, you know, not too far the other way and Nazis um, and terrorists in general. Yeah. 
Steve Rogers, just good guy. His powers aren't crazy, and that's one of the things that I love about Captain America. He can't just, like, ex machina his way out of anything. You know, it's just... Yeah, he's a strong guy who's got some wits. Uh, his shield is the reason that we have adamantium in the first place. Uh, the original Captain America shield that he's all known for is a vibranium, steel, and proto-adamantium mix. And in the process of reverse engineering how they made it, uh, they came up with the actual adamantium that Wolverine has. So you can't have Wolverine without Captain America. Um, and yeah, I think, at, you know, if all the other superheroes put him in charge, I don't see why we shouldn't either. And I also think that him having a shield as his like personal weapon is probably the best representation of a hero that we can get. Cool. I think a lot of that checks out. Um, I'm going to ask my question first, and then, Jack, if you have an interrogation question, and then Deepak will go last. How's that? Sorry, I might speak weird. Okay, cool. Here we go. I'm just not going to mute anymore. That only makes my life hard. I'm the one that edits it. Um, Fred, I think you make a really compelling case, and I do think that, like, when you think of Marvel heroes, you do think of Captain America, right? Um, right. Um, I just, I mean, he's the first superhero from Marvel to come out of comics, too. So, yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He was kind of pre, you know, all of it, right? And that is like the, I think, yes, you make a really, like, he is iconic, right? I guess here's my question I want to put to you. Is, is your assertion that Captain America is basically the Superman of the Marvel Universe? That, like, when you see him, he is visually representative of the brand, Uh, yes, but I wouldn't, I mean, I think Superman is more overpowered than Captain America, obviously. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I, I don't want to talk about the mythos, because I, I agree with everything you said in terms of the in-universe stuff. What I'm trying to get at is, like, as a reader or as a movie watcher. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Um, I don't want to say that he's the only name of the brand in the same way I wouldn't say that Superman is the only name of the brand, because you got, like... If you're going to pick a Justice League pantheon of heroes, I would put Captain America as the Superman equivalent, if that makes sense. Okay, so you're saying he occupies a similar position within the fiction. Yes. But that, like, his, his, his Q score is, is, is probably lower than Superman, is what you would say. Correct, yeah. I think both of them share some similarities. I think, yeah. you know, Superman having the shield on his chest is very... A similar idea as yeah, Captain yeah, America having yeah. the shield. They're based around a lot of similar imagery and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to figure out if you're if you were asserting that he was like as popular, basically. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to him. Okay, cool. That's my question. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. What about this then, Fred? Mm -hmm. uh, I think there used to be somebody else who occupied that role. Who then sort of had to get moved for legal reasons. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, oh, you, you just want to drill uh, down on that now, Jack? We can, I'm down. Uh, That'll help. Can yeah, you, you actually you, talk about it? I don't, I don't know. I don't Fred, is, is Captain America more popular than Spider-Man? That's what I'm getting at. Like, that is what is I'm Captain America? Uh, uh, 
Um, that is what I'm secretly trying to set you up for, so that I can later on yank the tablecloth out from under you and go, Fred wants you to vote for Captain America because he's popular. Well, have you ever heard of a guy called Spider-Man? Right, and I intentionally didn't want to say that he was the only face of yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I know. It's, it's, not, it's like I haven't been in a deposition before, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's, been, Jack's been down at the Fairfax County Courthouse all week watching the... Uh, Depp heard trial unfold, taking notes as to how to really stick it to him. I mean, that's literally down the street from me. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know who Jack is referring to when he says that there's someone else there that had to be removed for legal reasons. Oh, it's when Spider-Man went to Sony. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, but this is, I mean, this is kind of, okay. So this is an interesting question that I think if we're going to just get nerdy for a minute mm-hmm. and let's just load it all, let's do the context up front. It's an interesting question, right? Because when Marvel, in the 90s, right? So there's basically two ways that Stan Lee saved Marvel. And Stan Lee is a more complicated person than I think a lot of people think of him as. But mm-hmm. there are kind of two big things he did that I think people can say saved Marvel as a company. The first one was coming up with the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. right? And like everything after that. The second was selling off a lot of the movie rights in the 90s. Because that company was going underwater really fast. The comics bubble had popped, right? Nobody was continuing to buy, like, nine different versions of Spider-Man because of all the covers, because one day it might be valuable, right? Like mm-hmm. that, there wasn't revenue there anymore. So to save the company, Stan Lee, the owner of a comic book publishing company, said, well, we're never going to make movies. Let's sell the rights. Mm-hmm. And they sold the rights to all their most popular characters. Basically, anything anybody was interested in got sold, right? So that's Fantastic Four, it's Blade, it's Spider-Man, it's the X-Men, it's Hulk, Mm -hmm. right? I'm leaving out some others. Um, But that is why the MCU is what it is. And, like, we've had this conversation in different ways over the years, right? That's why the MCU is what it is. It's because all they had to play with was Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, heroes that nobody really gave a shit about, right? But I do, like... I think that out of those guys, Fred, like out of the guys Marvel still had dibs on, I think Captain America really has a potential claim as the most, like exactly what you're saying he is. Like, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I just think that they were people they sold the rights to, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the people who appear, and then, because what you get then, and this is the this is the reverse, right? What you get then is you get those guys get the MCU bump, right? They get the Feige juice. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm way more excited for Winter Soldier than I am for, for you know, fucking Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know what I mean? Like, like Feige pumps the numbers on those guys so that now, because who gives a shit about then, right? Who cares about the movie rights in 1996? Now in 2022, Captain America is a very compelling character that a lot of people have strong opinions on, right? So like... Uh, so I just th- I like how Deepak and Jack both had to step away, and nobody would have known because I've just I haven't let anyone else. Because <laughs> I've just been on a tirade <laughs> comic book here. No, you did great. You did fantastic. I'm, I'm happy to cover. My point was just, Fred, that I think that there's a real like I don't think you get to just let us walk all over you and be like nobody cares about Captain America because he's Chris Evans, right? And and not for nothing, Anthony Mackie, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all saw Endgame. We all like saw Captain America pick up the hammer and go toe-to-toe with Thanos and win, right? Like, that's not nothing. So I, that's what I'm trying to say, is, like, I, there's two sides to it. And there is one side of it that is, like, I don't know, Marvel Comics never really went to do Captain America. 
right? But then the other side of it is, fuck you, I saw him beat Thanos twice. <gasps> That's fair. And I think the MCU has done a lot for Captain America. But I mean, even with comics nowadays, when I remember... Like, even you, you don't read Marvel Comics, but you were like, holy shit, Captain America just said Hail Hydra. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I had to go pick that run up. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and you know, that's cool. that's not for nothing. And that's, you know, I mean, I guess it's technically in the MCU, but not the way that they said it. Right? No. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the MCU has certainly helped, but I don't think comics never forgot about Captain. No, I agree 100%. All right. And now that everybody's back at the table, we'll go on to our next next topic and that brings us to our second hero of the week and that's Deepak's hero who is so again I'll kind of give you guys a history of my thought process here because when we talked about it offline you know what we were thinking yeah, you of were all over the place yeah I was like yeah my favorite hero is Spider-Man but then I looked at what everyone else was talking about and I was like Spider-Man's kind of boring because everyone likes Spider-Man so I was looking at some other options and I was thinking maybe Frog Thor and I was thinking maybe Monkey Hitman I forget his name um, so of course he couldn't be my favorite uh, but then uh, we were talking about Thanos last week and Thanos got me thinking about who the truly most powerful Marvel hero is because he's the hero that we knew all along in the lead up between Infinity War and Endgame that he could take out Thanos um, anytime he wants. Oh to. God! It's just a matter of how brave he wants to be, <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's Ant Man because we. That's know not a convincing <laughs> reason why he's the best. If this we is what you're that pinning your hat on, could have just uh, shrunk down to size, crawled up Thanos's butt, and expanded. Mm-hmm. And did you can I ask were, I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna give you all the time you want for this but I just want to know because you had written one thing in the document and yeah this is just a this is fully a bit <laughs> I was gonna ask if when Fred made his Thanos did nothing wrong joke you were like remembering that whole time of history and you're like you know who I should okay, sorry so okay go ahead I was so excited for the bravery no uh well the part about me Liking Spider-Man and I was about to pick him is true, but then I didn't pick him for reasons that we'll get to, I think, later um, to preserve the element of surprise. Um, but my, I'm going to go with Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine is someone who, uh, you know, X-Men has been huge for comic books, and I don't just mean as far as the movies go, but uh, the cartoons in the 90s and, of course, X-Men as far as what it stands for as a, a metaphor for civil rights when it first came out. Now, of course... Other uh, minority groups, LGBTQ, so on, and, and their struggle for uh, equality and so on. Uh, Wolverine is really the most recognizable of the X-Men characters. He has become essentially the face of the franchise in any form that it takes. Um, so in a lot of ways, I think he could make a case for being one of the most iconic Marvel characters. Um, but as far as his power set, uh, he's obviously very strong. Uh, adamantium skeleton and he heals he doesn't really die i have a weakness for the sort of immortal characters uh riley and i've talked about this like kind of eternals and how they interact with history and oh it's cool when you get old and it makes you sad that's a cool trope in movies yeah it's it's such a played trope but not even in the movies just like old man logan and some of the really like iconic marvel comic runs have to do with logan grappling with his age whether it's the japan arc and i want to get to that because look logan is amazing that's a great movie i think that probably does 
stand up as maybe the strongest comic book movie we've gotten so far. But that extended cut of the Wolverine is so good. Yeah. It's so – like I feel like they tell the same story in some ways, but one of them is more serious, more like a Western, which is fine. And then one of them really leans into how comic booky the whole thing is. It's Batman Begins. Yeah, like, like, it kind I feel of like is. The Wolverine is the Batman Begins of Logan's Dark. That's Knight, a really good where, analogy. Like, yeah. When you go back and watch it, you're like, "Shit!" I always think about the other one, but this one's really good. It's so good. Um, so yeah, he he has uh, great powers. He's a very complex, interesting character. He's been done many, many times uh, to great success in printed form, in cartoon form in the '90s. Uh, in video game form, in direct-to-video cartoon form, there's like Hulk versus X-Men, or sorry, Hulk versus Wolverine is one of the movies I remember seeing, which is pretty good. Uh, and then, of course, there's Hugh Jackman in the movies and how iconic they've been. And, of course, the first X-Men in 2000 really is what kickstarts the whole modern comic book era, for better or worse. Uh, I think for better. Uh, we've gotten at least, what, three or four really, really good Hugh Jackman X-Men movies if we count X2, Wolverine, Logan, and... Throw in another one if you want. Days of Future Past. Uh, Days of Future Past yeah. is a cool Wolverine movie. It's a weird everything else movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. So, yeah, I mean, it's basically yeah, it's a remake of X2, but yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Wolverine. All right. I have my question locked and loaded in the chamber, so I'm just going to jump Do in. it. Um, when I thought you were actually zagging, you were briefly inspiring me to zag mm. because I had really gone back and forth uh, between my pick, which we'll get to, and the Hulk. Um, who I didn't end up mm-hmm. with, but who I really, really thought about. Um, Wolverine was introduced as a Hulk villain. Mm-hmm. And in probably the most iconic Wolverine comic series, the Frank Miller. Uh, I didn't know that. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. His first appearance is he's trying to kill the Hulk. Um, and then in the opening page of the Frank Miller Wolverine run, which is seminal, if anybody is interested in Wolverine as a character. This is the Japan one? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm has not read The Wolverine by Frank Miller, you should absolutely read it. But it opens with the iconic Wolverine line that he always says in any video game or whatever, I'm the best at what I do, and what I do isn't very nice. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that Hugh Jackman kind of smoothed the rough edges off of Wolverine in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Is Wolverine a hero? I think, yeah, look, there's a... There's a Punisher daredevil aspect to the character where you can paint him as the anti-hero. I think in most traditional depictions, just by virtue of being a member of the X-Men, he's a hero. Yeah, so Riley, that actually like ties in really well with the question I was about to ask too. Whereas like with Captain America, we kind of know what he's fighting for. And like, I don't know if I get that with Wolverine. I don't know if Wolverine takes like a stance. I think he's kind of like sent out wherever the X-Men put him. And that's kind of... Probably my limitation is, like, I've only ever seen him in X-Men or, like, the X-Men TV show. I don't actually know what Wolverine's fighting for. He's he's Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. He's He he favors the underdog. He knows he's good at what he does. But like you said, he doesn't, he doesn't think very highly of what he does. Well, and I didn't know if, Deepak, you wanted to touch on it all. I thought you, you briefly hit this, but it's, like, a central point of the whole thing, right, is the, the representation aspect of, like... Uh, you know, the, the God love man kills kind of uh, mutants as a stand in for the civil rights movement. You know, like, I think that's really what, and that's not, I'm not just saying that's one to one with like, when you think Wolverine, you think 
you know, equity for all mankind. Um, but I do think that that, you know, they're able to deploy that well. What's the other, I mean, I guess the big thing we're all able to think of, right, is he's trying to figure out who he is, which is central to that Bogart thing, right? Like, he, you know, you know his most popular public iterations uh, doesn't know who he is, right? He's a lab experiment called Logan, who has, yeah, a weapon, who has claws that come out of his hands, and he doesn't know why. And nightmares, and he wants to know what's going on, right? He wants answers, and he will do whatever he wants to get them. It's kind of a Jason Bourne thing, maybe. A very popular hero type, you know, when we were introduced to Wolverine. I just, that was, that was, I am, but don't get me wrong, I love Wolverine, obviously. I just, that was the best case I could make against him, is maybe he's not that good a guy. Um, maybe he's not that good a guy, but he... Almost always, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time when he doesn't actively work in the interest of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he did join the Avengers at one time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's in charge of the Avengers? <laughs> Jack, you like a taco, Logan? I'm trying to think. I, I, I do think it's it's a good pick. Um, I, I guess. My biggest problem is, is sort of similar. He's he's a murderer more than a superhero. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think I have any huge qualms with it. That's the that's hmm? the trouble. Deepak, like, like some people they don't like to see Batman kill people. Some people they're neutral. Deepak gets excited when he sees. Batman. That's not true. <laughs> I don't he get knows excited. That the nerds are going to get so upset. Oh, that about way, it. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. yeah. So that's where he's at with Logan. He's looking at sure, sure. And that brings us to our third hero, and that's Jack's hero, who is? Yeah, so I went with Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam, uh, who is a little boy. <laughs> who? Ca- oh, wait, that doesn't work? Oh, well, no, no. then I guess I'll... I guess I'll go with Miss Marvel instead to uh, try to stay out of all that messiness. All right, that's safe. Now I'm going to have to think of a good bit for mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went with Kamala Khan, also known as Miss Marvel, uh, who oh, yeah. debuted far more recently than some of the other picks, I think. She first debuted in 2014. I remember seeing the first, uh, seeing Miss Marvel number one. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, it's a fairly big deal, I think, and, and an unavoidable fact about her is Kamala Khan was the first, uh, Islamic, I believe, superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very important to the creators that, uh, they bring light to the teenage Muslim experience in the post 9-11 world, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> However, I also just like Miss Marvel as a hero. So she's, it, the, she's the main character of the new video game, right? She's yeah, that's true. In the new in the new Marvel video yeah. game, she is the closest you get. It is like a a switch between all of the characters type, but I do think the plot sort of focuses on Kamala. Yeah, and she's good. Her power set is very fun for a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's got the the um. Not quite stretchiness, that's not fair. She get big? Yeah, she can, like, it, it, 
Uh, I think they refer to it as polymorph. It's like a cross between Ant-Man and Mr. Fantastic. Uh, where she, she, her main maneuver is making her fists very large to punch people with, which is great. So can I ask a question here? Mm-hmm. I have read uh, vague headlines that uh, allude to the show that's coming up mm-hmm. uh, changing her powers for some reason. Yeah, I, I can get into this if you want. Okay. Yeah, she's not an inhuman is all, right? They tried to do the inhumans on the MCU and it was a big is she part. an inhuman in the comics? In the comics, she's an inhuman, and that's why she has that power set. So instead, they had to like come up with a way she could, I think, judging from the trailer, which is out and looks very cool, it seems as if they had to come up with a way that she would get powers, right? Because she, oh. like, part of her story is that she didn't always have them. She was exposed to the Terrigen Mist, found out she was an inhuman, and now, as Jack says, she has this polymorph power where she punch big. She, before she has powers, is a, and I'm sorry, Jack, if I'm stealing your whole thing. No, please. Before she has powers, she's just a big superhero fan. So then, like, when she gets them, that's, like, part of it for her. Right. Uh, So she can't just have had them her whole life. So they've done something where it's kind of like a Green Lantern, but no ring. Okay. Where she, like, thinks about having big fists, and then she does them. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> it's also along with more cinematic <laughs> to have sure. cool, bright special effects rather than just her big, stretchy polygon fists. Well, but that's not all. <clears throat> As she trained, she sort of developed the powers a little bit. So mm-hmm. she can grow and shrink her whole self. Uh, when when she gets real big, she can lift, you know, se- uh, 75 tons is the figure I see referenced here. Uh, who knows wh- how long before that goes bigger, but... It's no Superman numbers, but she I think she has a, a versatility that some of the other heroes lack. She can make herself really thin like paper. She can heal herself. She has a healing factor. Again, no Logan, but, you know, she can take a bullet wound or two. Uh, yeah, so, so, so that's who I'm going with. I think, like you said, that the representation is important, <clears throat> and I think she's a... A cool superhero that Marvel, at least, really seems to want to put sort of in the public eye. Does she have any, like, real well-known villains? Like, I feel like a hero's only as cool as, like, who are they fighting? That's an interesting point. I did not look it up. Let me check. Riley, do you know any off the top of your head? Well, it's going to be a question. In the video game... Mm-hmm. Uh, she fights Modok, which is pretty cool. Um, we love a Modok appearance, um, but I'm trying to think of if she share. I, what I don't know is, does she just share the the normal Captain Marvel like cosmic villain set? That would be my assumption, and it looks like it. I'm looking through. <clears throat> We've, I mean, no, uh, you know, she started in 2014. There's no top. Okay big names that you you would recognize from 50 years of history sure um but she has uh she has a doppelganger who sort of has similar powers to her she's an alien uh that like took her her form she's called storm rager ranger Hmm. okay Um, sort of like a spider-man venom kind of a thing is she a scroll yeah a little bit yeah like a (laughs) cosmic venom 
Um, she also takes on a lot of larger forces than single people. She she fights a lot of corporations. Um, she had a whole arc where she was fighting against Roxxon. Oh, Cat America fought against them, yeah. When even one where she was largely taking on the U.S. government. Ooh. That. <laughs> <Fred is> not <laughs> That's not something Captain America would do. Uh, there's actually, well, the U.S. government actually made something called Kamala's Law. Ooh. Tell us about this. I mean, uh, it's it's a part of the underage it? super. It, its official title is the Underage Superhuman Welfare Act. They always try and sell you with that, you know, phony title. Right. And it was made to, uh, like, super Islamophobic, like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> well, if you're, a, if you're a young lady who worships uh, in a mosque in lives in New Jersey and has superpowers, you have to tell us who you are. It's actually just if you're a, a young person, you aren't allowed to be a superhero. You have to be above 21 years of age to do heroic activity. That they're gonna pull this right. They're about to do Young Avengers in the MCU, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be Ms. Marvel, uh, new Hawkeye, new Black Widow, um, maybe maybe a maybe a Spiderman. We'll see. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I was gonna um, say Spiderman, new Black Panther. And then there's yeah, maybe a new Black Panther, right? And then their 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 civil war is the Kamala's Law, where yeah. Uh, they have trying the government's trying Avengers. to get them to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I'd watch that. That would be really cool. Anyway, so during all of that, she uh, she was fighting the government. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Like you do. I mean, Steve Rogers did that in Civil War, right? Exactly. Well, you know, they were they were going against her uh, her whole shit. They named a law after her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Superhero Registration Act wasn't called the Steve Rogers Get Out Here and Stop That. (laughs) Uh, But I do like your message consistency, Fred. You're not letting us forget who you're in favor of. And and I think that's going to move voters at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately we're campaigning, right? I know we are, and I'm, I'm being entirely sincere. You're on your message. I made you go first, and you're like, I'm not going to let him forget me. Jack, here's my question. Mm hmm. I remember seeing the Captain Marvel movie. I know, not the character you're talking about. Don't worry. Right. And when I was walking out, I saw it in New York City, oddly. Uh, not a city I live in. And then Riley hated it out, so much, he walked out. I was walking out at the end. I walk out of all movies when they're over. <laughs> I paid for the whole ticket. I was walking out, and there were young people sitting in the front row, and they were very upset there had been zero Kamala Khan in the entire movie. Hmm. Not that they had like thought it was going to be a Kamala Khan movie, but they were like, not even a stinger. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to remember this was, I mean, as you say, Jack, what year was, was she first introduced? 14, 2014. And so, uh, at, and the captain Marvel film came out in 2019. Yep. So that yeah, was like- the first that was the first five years of that character's introduction that people were like, she has to be in a movie, right? And so I, just, I only mean to say I know she's very popular. Yeah, uh, with, <clears throat> absolutely. With the fans that read her books, and I think they're very devoted. Here's the question. Do you think that popularity 
weight should be held in equal weight to like the legacy characters right uh, i think it's a real thing yeah I, i'm you know even when i was just sorry say, did you have more you will definitely because you will definitely have heroes right who like pop up for a couple years and then we never think about anymore right mm-hmm. so i just i'm i'm trying to figure out if she's gonna go that way or if she's gonna stick uh, i i mm-hmm. well no i mean you should probably ask the question but i do have something to add to that i I was just going to say, I think, you know, um, I think she is quite popular already, and it has been a little while. In a couple of years, it'll be a decade. Um, and I think, you know, even when I was preparing for this, I asked some of my friends last night who, who I should, uh, who I should pick to defend, and everybody there who weren't like huge comic nerds, but they were aware of it. <clears throat> a lot of them said, uh, said Kamala Khan. So I think, Amongst people who are not, you know, were not big into comics before, but then sort of found this world through the movies invading their lives. Mm -hmm. I think that this new character who just started and seems like a little frazzled by this whole world as well is a really big selling point. And I think a lot of people are going to latch on to that. Yeah, I do want to Kamala Khan's credit. I do want to. I think it's really hard to break into the superhero space. Like, I feel like. Everybody already has their favorite. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. we've, we've been trying for years. Right? Like, <laughs> I think, you know, the second a new character's release, like, I feel like people get annoyed. And the fact that Kamala Khan has become so popular, even though she's brand new, I think is a credit to right. her, um, to the character, right? Like, because I feel like at watching any show about your favorite characters and then they bring in someone new. And they start focusing on, like, no, 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 get back to the people that I'm here for, right? But mm-hmm. I think that she's really carved out her own space, and that is that is commendable. Thank you. That's a good question. I like that question. <laughs> Deepak, you got anything? No, she's cool. It's As a South Asian from the Mid-Atlantic, it's cool, representation-wise. So I actually don't know. Much about her, I uh, am looking forward to the Disney Plus show. Though it looks like uh, it might have some influences that uh, that I'll recognize, so it'll be cool. I hope she has to fight this uh, human cockatiel hybrid that sh- is one of her villains. That's named the Inventor. <laughs> that seems great. And that brings us to our final hero, and that's my hero, and his name's Spider-Man, and he's the best Marvel hero. I don't even know what you people are talking about. His name is <laughs> I've never heard of him. You've, it's a lie. It's a, <laughs> that, that, now, that is not true. Uh, I don't that recall, you know. The same uh, Spider-Man from no. the movies? Yeah, which Spider-Man? You don't get them all. This is the question of which Spider-Man is an important one, and I did go back and forth on it, and, you know, whatever at me if you want to it's miles miles morales i i'm glad you picked miles yeah it's like peter parker there are times when i think he is the best spider-man but as as the as the representative comic book boy i'm a little tired of a 40 year old peter parker like yeah i think peter parker as mentor is even just such a better role for him yes 100 percent and if if they could either permanently transition him into that role or find a way to universe jump him back to being a teenager, I might be a lot more excited about it because I think that that is the interesting part of Spider-Man is that he 
is has responsibility thrust upon him at a time in his life that he is not ready for it, right? Like teenagers are not responsible people. And he has the, you know, whether it's whichever version of the character you want to talk about, there is this great power, great responsibility thing that comes with Spider-Man that basically says, look, kid, you got to, it's time to grow up. And like, I think everyone hits that point in their life. And that's part of the universality that I think makes the character so appealing. I, uh, I tweeted early on before we knew a lot about what the Spider-Man, uh, no way home thing was going to be, but we kind of thought there were going to be Toby and and Andrew were going to show up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, feeling at the time that if there's more than one Spider-Man, the whole problem goes away, right? Like the problem is he can't be at the play that a girlfriend is in because he has to stop the Scorpion. Right. If, if there's two Spider-Men, one of them can stop Scorpion and one of them can, can go to the play. So like while I find the multiverse aspect of Spider-Man that has become very popular lately interesting, again, I want to get away from that. I what I'm saying is the best Marvel hero is street level Spider-Man. Your friendly neighborhood type. Your friendly thank you, Jack. I couldn't have said it better myself. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, who is stopping bonkers ass villains in Queens and and forgetting <laughs> that he has a date. And getting the hot dog after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the version of that character that I have seen the most recently that I love the most is Miles. And I mean, I think into the spider verse, you know, mm. is, is, I mean, you want Deepak throughout Logan earlier. You want to talk about best superhero movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I think into the spider verse is out there and a thing you really have to weigh. Um, and everyone knows my feelings on animation being a legitimate art form. So we won't get into that now, but yeah, I don't know guys. It's, it's, it's Miles Morales is Spider-Man. That's the answer. I don't know what took you guys so long to figure it out and what nonsense <laughs> was about. I thought we were all going to show up and just spend an hour talking about Miles, but I'll take your questions now. Oh, Spider-Man is an interesting name. So what are Spider-Man's powers again? Uh, spider. Spider-Man. <laughs> spider stuff. Uh, well, it is worth saying Miles also has that, you know, the punch thing he does, right? Where he yeah, the Venom Strike or like the, the Venom Strike. Yeah, yeah, the cool extra one that I like. Do you know that Spider Sense, like the idea of having Spider Sense, uh, which I do think is the coolest Spider-Man power because mm-hmm. that's the one that he's always secretly using, like in chem class, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. So if you asked me what Spider-Man's powers were and I could only pick one, it is Spider Sense. Um, but that was created because Stan Lee like got frustrated that he couldn't kill bugs in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they must have some kind of telepic ability that lets them know I'm about to hit them. <laughs> Do you know about the poker thing? <laughs> no. What's the poker thing? The poker thing is they don't like, I think this is with Peter Parker, but like no one plays cards with Peter Parker because like his spider sense wouldn't let him like know if you're off. bluffing or whatever. Oh, <laughs> but it doesn't amazing. work on his friends because like, That's so, funny. so like, Everyone just assumes that he would know automatically, but his friends, like, playing cards wouldn't register his spidey sense anyway. Because they're not, like, a threat. Yeah. That's interesting. So, but no one wants to play cards with him. Play cards with Spider-Man. You save the world. Here's, here's, okay, a negative I will dock against myself uh, for the particular brand of friendly neighborhood that I'm talking about right now. Uh, I cannot stand 
the scene that is in basically every Spider-Man movie where a bunch of New Yorkers, like, help him out. Yeah. Mm. I just, I do not care for that. <laughs> I don't, like, yeah, sure, I get it. He's the just a kid. Spider-Man is he could be anybody. I don't just need anybody also joining in. <laughs> like, what's sure, doing? They're sure. like, you go, Spidey! You stop that Green Goblin! Yeah, he knows, man. He's on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like that's just New Yorkers. Yeah, I feel like yeah, if, if you're watching, if you're watching a superhero beat up a supervillain, you absolutely. Like, well, we should go to our resident expert on this one, Deepak. Yeah, is what's that, up? Hi. Is that is? <laughs> Why are you texting us, Deepak? Well, we're on a call. Why are you texting this us? Wild. Hold on. Yeah, stop the <laughs> Deepak. We're about to ask you if you've ever seen a superhero be catcalled in New York. But before yes. we get to that, yes, you did just text us all. <laughs> That's the worst picture of Tom Cruise I've ever seen. It make it kind of makes me want to not watch his movies. It is if anybody wants to find it, it is on, and I'm we'll put the link to this tweet on the page. It's a discuss. We'll embed the tweet nihf.com. This podcast, we've embedded the tweet that Deepak just sent us with this horrifying picture of Tom Cruise. And yeah, the lighting's weird. His teeth look bizarre. So that's the thing I want to point yeah, out. Yeah, it's like highlighted it's his eyes. So I, my sister's a dentist, and I have dental friends who have pointed this out to me in the past. His teeth are not aligned center. Like, the, the, the middle. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Is God. It, I can't yeah. unsee that now. Oh, yeah, he has weird teeth. What's the... um? I didn't know that until right this minute. Yeah, like, the middle of his... teeth. Of his lips is not the is not the space between two teeth. It's a tooth. Yeah. If you follow the line of his middle teeth, it goes right up his nose. Here, here. There's a there's a closer <laughs> reaper story. <laughs> oh my! We're gosh. getting a little off track. <laughs> no, but hold on. I have found this article, and the headline is: Tom Cruise has one of Hollywood's most famous smiles. See the tr- story behind the actor's quote: middle tooth. Yeah. I think. Yes, Ugly Sonic. Sorry, I just had to, I had to clip that, so I needed to stall for a little longer. Anyway, <laughs> Spider Man. Does anyone have any arguments against Spider Man that are not? Woo. Tom Cruise has a weird episode, <laughs> which I'll take. That's fine. Um, okay. Okay. Riley. Um. Fuck off. Do you think do you think Spider-Man is uh, in the same vein that is sort of leveled against Batman on occasion? Do you think Spider-Man is a bad hero because these people are all still doing crimes in New York City in broad daylight? Oh, that's interesting. So in the case of Batman, these villains are shipped off to the, the most low-rent medical institution that God could imagine, <laughs> designed by Edgar Allan Poe, run by another, another supervillain, mind you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Riley, what do you... They have an HMO, Riley. Come on. I think that... Yeah, that's, the, the health insurance is the real problem. <laughs> that was the point I was going to make, actually, is that the problems are the institutions. I don't blame Spider-Man for the fact that supervillains escape the raft. I blame S.H.I.E.L.D. I blame Nick Fury. For the, mm-hmm. Spider-Man brings him in. Nick Fury's supposed to keep him locked up. Batman knows he's shipping these people off to basically a rotating glass door of prison <laughs> crimes. 
Okay, so all right, fair enough. giving them to the U.S. government and saying, hey, hold on to this guy. <laughs> they just need to not let him... You can't let him lock him up with the tentacles, guys. You gotta take those away first. Oh, but they're really in there. <laughs> it's not like a USB situation, but... They're real. Oof. They'll probably be fine. Stop. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh as much as it did. I didn't think about me that much. <laughs> some poor, some poor shield agent. I mean, like, look, I don't even know where to start. Not like a button. <laughs> <laughs> um all right do you think spider-man's kind of limited based on like how he has to be that friendly neighborhood thing like do you think he really can't fight the bigger fights because he has to be that friendly neighborhood guy and do you th- I think that's what i like about him is that he has a really i mean you've made this point earlier fred like the villains really do say a lot i mm-hmm. think that spider-man has like the most kind of iconic villain roster mm-hmm. um and so unlike, you know, maybe Daredevil or Punisher or Luke Cage, uh, who are also like street level New York heroes, I think Spider-Man's always fighting like yeah, guys with tentacles, right? um, which is which is very cool. And I think helps him to avoid that limitation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like every once in a while, Madam Web pops out of the ethos and is like, hey, I need you to do this. And he's like, I can't do that. I've got math. Um and then she sucks him into another dimension, right? But that's still friendly neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what I feel like we're getting more and more of, which is like a Spider-Man that's like comfortable going to space, which is not mm-hmm. what looking for. Gotcha. Yeah, I will say, I feel like Spider-Man definitely fights like on the individual level. And I think that's, I think it's a style choice, right? Like, I don't know if that's better or oh, yeah, worse I than some of the other people we've talked about, but it's definitely, like, he owns his own thing pretty well. <clears throat> I think kind of like we talked about before, it's like that friendly neighborhood thing just doesn't go on the screen, on the big yeah. screen well. Yeah. Well, it gets redundant, too, right? Like, Yeah, on the sixth one or whatever that would have been. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, a, I wrote a very long essay about this on the website, but, like, Part of what the Tom Holland movies did so well is they said, let's take him anywhere else. So, like, he goes to D.C., he goes to Europe, uh, and it's Spider-Man in new places. And right, it looks yeah. yeah, yeah. interesting to see him, like, flipping around the Washington Monument. A thing I, as a person who lived in D.C., used to think about all the time, but never thought I was going to see in a movie. Now, that's not representation. That's stu- I'm just saying, like, it's cool to see that because you used to never see Yeah, it. absolutely. So just, that was like, just a, a thought first. that you had had before. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I never thought I'd get to see Spider-Man on the White House. <laughs> but actually, I would I would really like to see Spider-Man in DC only because there's no skyscrapers. Well, that's the thing, right? That's like why I was so, and then you watch Far From Home, or you watch No uh, Homecoming, and he does it. Well, he, he does it like yeah, and a little, a little bit. No, you're right. That's why I thought it would be cool because there's no skyscrapers. So I was always like, how would he get around? And apparently, he goes down 495 <laughs> on the light posts. <laughs> we all saw him. Uh, is there a Marvel? You you can cut this out, but is there a Marvel hero in DC? Captain America. Um, 
Like, I guess so, but he's not doing the Spider-Man thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, not, like, they, their East Coast stuff is all New York. Interesting. All, all the Winter Soldier stuff is DC. Yeah, in that movie. And, yeah, like, Captain America, like, and Iron Man. Like, people will come to DC for, like, meetings when they have to report to the government, mm. right? That's, like... Right, that's just all of it. DC is uh, kept crime-free by the government, obviously. <laughs> been Nerd Here Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on our socials at Nerd Here First wherever you want and you can head over to NIHF.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter. We want to say thank you to Wiki Rascals for our logo and artwork and before we go, we're going to hit everybody with a pop culture recommendation. This is something we've been watching, reading, eating, playing, or listening to that we've enjoyed and we think you will too. This week, let's start with Jack. Uh, yeah, I've... This one's pretty easy. I've fallen very deeply hard in love for uh, the game The Outer Wilds, uh, which I always knew that I would like. It had every element of games that I would like. Um, But holy shit, it's just so phenomenally executed. I don't want to say anything more because uh, what I'll say is it's a game where you unlock new areas with information uh, and knowledge about what's going on, and so I don't want to ruin that process for anyone by giving any more information about it. But it was the game of the year in the year it came out in 2019, and I think it deserved it, even though it was a pretty small studio. So go check it out. Fred, have you played Outer Wilds? I've not played Outer Wilds for now. I have played Outer Wilds, and I've really, really tried to get into it, and have just had a hard time. When we get to the endless summer of games in July and August, when Deepak's out of town, if we've all finished it by then, let's do a let's do a Watchmen podcast and talk about it. I'd lo- I'd love to talk about it. I um cool. I get why it can be hard for some people to get through, but I I still think it's phenomenal. It's on Game Pass, right? Oh, okay. Well, Fred, what do you, how would you hit us with something? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been really waiting for Fire Emblem Three Hopes, so I've been going back to Three Houses, and I just finished my second playthrough. And it's one of those things I really enjoyed it the second time around because I knew what I was doing so much better. There's a lot of mechanics that they I feel like the game just doesn't do a great job explaining. But once you know what you're doing, it's really, really deep and just a, a big game with a lot of things to do. And so I've been I just finished Fire Emblem Three Houses again for the second time. Um, This week is the uh, mid-season finale for the final season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, so, yeah, that's my recommendation. Better Call Saul, it's coming to an end. Enjoy it while it lasts. Is that tonight? That is Mondays. Mondays. All right, and I've been rewatching Lost, which is a crazy <laughs> show with so much stuff in it that I didn't remember. I thought I remembered Lost, and I don't remember Lost. I remember, like, the big stuff, but there are just details coming out of the woodwork that I have forgotten that are... I'm like considering I was a teenager the last time I watched it is really making me change, you know, kind of how I think about the show. Mm-hmm. I think the island might be evil. More to come, but stay tuned. Uh, this has been Nerd Here Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really would love it if you would head over and you can even subscribe for free on the website. You don't need to do the premium subscription. We just love to have the followers. You'll get a newsletter every week with the podcast, some articles we've written, and even more pop culture recommendations. And as always, you watch Far From Home. Or you watch no uh, homecoming. There you go.